Good morning. It's nine o'clock and we are calling to order the planning director hearing of January 24th, 2024. My name is Robert Manford and I'm the hearing officer for today's agenda on behalf of and delegated by the director of planning, building and code enforcement, Mr. Christopher Burton. This meeting is being held via Zoom conference call. Members of the public may participate by following the instructions listed on page two of the agenda. If you would like to provide public comments, you have two methods to do so. First, for participants who joined electronically and have audio input available on their computer or smartphone, they can use the raise hand feature in Zoom during the agenda item that they would like to speak to or click star nine on their phone. Please remember to keep your raise hand feature on until planning support staff identifies your turn to speak. During the meeting, please call 408-535-3505. Again, the phone number is 408-535-3505, or you can email planning support staff at sanjoseca.gov. Again, the email address is planning support staff, one word, at sanjoseca.gov, and identify your name that is listed on Zoom, phone number that you'd like to call into Zoom with, and what item or items that you'd like to comment on. During the meeting, please, all members of the public will remain on mute until the individual identifies they would like to speak and they are unmuted. Planning support staff will identify you by name when it's your turn to speak. At that time, you will be unmuted and can provide comment for the allotted period of time. If you exceed your allotted time, you may be muted so we can move on to the next speaker. Please note the following. I will identify each project as described on the agenda. For those items on consent calendar, I will ask if anyone wishes to speak on the item. If a separate discussion is warranted, I will move the item to the public hearing portion of the agenda. If a separate discussion is not needed, the item will remain on the consent calendar for approval. For those items listed on the public hearing, I will ask staff to provide a brief report. The applicant or their representative who wishes to speak on the item will have up to five minutes to speak and should identify themselves by stating their name for the record. After the applicant or their representative has spoken, any member of the public who wishes to speak on the item may provide testimony for up to two minutes per speaker, either for or against the project. All members of the public should identify their name for the record, although it's not required. Following comments from the public, the applicant may make additional remarks for up to five minutes. I will then close the public hearing and I may ask staff to answer questions, respond to comments made by the applicant or the public, or further discuss the item. I will then take action. If you challenge these land use decisions in court, you may be limited to raising only those issues you or someone else raised at this public hearing or in written correspondence delivered to the city at or prior to the public hearing. The planning director's actions on the agenda items will be final when the permit is signed and mailed, unless the permit or the environmental clearance determination is appealed. The planning director's actions on the permits are appealable in accordance with the requirements of Title 20 of the city's municipal code, which is the zoning ordinance. The planning director's actions on the environmental review for the permits under the California Environmental Quality Act, CEQA, are separately appealable in accordance with the requirements of Title 21 of the city's municipal code, environmental clearance. Before we begin, I want to remind members of the public to follow our code of conduct at meetings. This includes commenting on the specific agenda item only, Public speakers will not engage in a conversation with the hearing officer or staff. 
the hearing officer staff and the public are expected to refrain from abusive language, repeated failure to comply with the code of conduct, which will disturb, disrupt, or impede the orderly conduct of this meeting, may result in removal from the meeting. This meeting of the director hearing will now come to order. We will start today's meeting with the matter of deferrals, which is item number two on the agenda. Any item scheduled for hearing this morning for which deferral to a future meeting date is being requested will be moved to this portion of the agenda and considered on the matter of deferral. I do see one item listed under deferral, which is H22016 and ER22-09. It's a site development permit to allow the construction of an above ground pipeline and facilities to dispense renewable compressed natural gas at an existing fuel distribution terminal on an approximately 8.4 gross acre site located at 216502 Avenue, which is a Shell Oil co-owner and located in the city's council district four. Staff recommendation is to drop this item and to be re-noticed to March 6, 2024 director hearing. And this is per the applicant request. Cora, do you have anything to say about this? Project manager. Yes, good morning, hearing officer. Um, the applicant has actually chosen to withdraw this item. Uh, it was withdraw withdrawn on January 19th, so um, this project will not be moving forward. Thank you. Okay, thank you. So not even the deferral should be striped, right? Correct. Thank you. So that is noted. Thank you. Uh, I believe that is all the items listed under deferral, but as part of the public hearing, does staff or anyone in the audience wish to speak to the matter of deferral? And I see that there is a hand up. Jason. You are muted, Jason. Hello, sorry about that. Um, good morning, hearing officer. My name is Jason Lee, project manager for item 4A, which is file number TR23-315 for the removal of one live ordinance size redwood tree at a single family residence at 1476 Cherry Avenue. Um, staff is requesting a one week good cause continuance to January 30th due to staff illness and absences to consider additional information received Monday and yesterday and make a recommendation to the director. Uh, this additional information um, we do note was the information requested at the previous hearing um, on January 10th. Um, the information was received by the city and submitted to the director yesterday. So therefore, um, staff would feel comfortable proceeding to a public hearing should the hearing officer decide to do so. But again, staff is requesting a one week good cause continuance of this file. Okay, so let me make sure I understand the request here from staff on item number 4A, TR23-315. The request is to defer this for a week because you got information late. Is that correct? Uh, that's correct. Basically, the information arrived late and staff has not had time to reconsider, uh, to consider the new information and make a recommendation on the project. Okay. So, or a new recommendation on the project. Okay. Uh, 
since this is being requested under uh consent, I mean under deferrals, do you the staff wish to continue discuss any uh issues further under deferrals or move uh, this to wait until we get to that item? Uh Staff would feel comfortable giving an update on the file to all parties present if the hearing officer would like it now. Um, okay. Is the applicant present and do they agree to the deferral? The applicant is present. Um, it's Craig Ross. It's the it's it's the um the 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 phone number. Support staff, can you please? Uh... Yes, I'm here. Okay. So, uh, is this information new information uh, that staff is recommending or that the staff recommendation for uh, deferral? It, do you have something to say about it? Yeah, I don't think it should be deferred. We had one arborist report that we brought in a few weeks ago, had a hearing. They deferred it for two more weeks. They wanted us to get another arborist report which we did and now um they're wanting to defer it i don't understand uh we've met all of their recommendations the tree needs to come out we can't back out of the garage to turn around to go down the driveway it's only six feet from the house and uh we're not we're not having this thank you and so i would like to check with uh the supervising planner on this, uh, Mr. Kelly, I do see you are present. Is there any information from your end or the division manager's end regarding this that? Uh... I have no further information, hearing officer. Okay, thank you. Uh, on the note of this, uh, since no one has any other information, I will move, I mean, I will, we will still hear this when we get to uh, the public hearing item. Uh, so on this particular uh, request for deferral, we, we will as the, the deferral request is denied and we will move on to it when we get to public hearing. Is there anyone in the audience or staff that wishes to defer any other item on this uh, agenda? Support staff, have you been contacted? No, we have not. Thank you. So on that note, the public hearing for deferral is now closed. And again, item number 2AH22-016 and ER22-091 is hereby uh, deferred. We'll move on to consent calendar items. There are two items under the consent calendar. Item number 3A, PD23-006, and ER23-037. Plan development permits. Three A's, uh, plan development permits to allow the continued operation of an existing 61.4 foot high wireless communications slimline monopole with the associated equipment, including a 30 kilowatt backup generator and equipment cabinet within a 532 square foot CMU enclosure and a transformer on a 4.28 acre site located on the north side of Branham Lane, approximately 700 feet westerly of Snell Avenue, specifically 179 Branham Lane. Staff recommendation is the consideration of the exemption in accordance with CEQA and approval of a planned development permit. 
that staff or anyone in the audience wish to speak to this particular item, number 3APD23-006 and ER23-037. Support staff, have you been contacted? No, we have not. Thank you. We'll move on to item number 3B, SP23-004 and ER23-028. This is a special use permit to allow the continued operation of an existing 58-foot-high wireless communications slimline monopole with the associated equipment, including a 60-kilowatt backup generator and approximately 200-square-foot ancillary equipment cabinet shelter on an approximately 735-square-foot equipment compound at the rear of a 3.53-acre site located on the northeast side of Junction Avenue, approximately 1,100 feet southerly from East Brockle Road, specifically 1760 Junction Avenue within the City's Council District 3. Staff recommendation is to consider the exemption in accordance with CEQA and approval of a special use permit. That staff or anyone in the audience wish to speak to this particular item, number 3B, SP23-004 and ER23-028. Support staff, have you been contacted? No, we have not. Thank you. Seeing or hearing none, all items under the consent calendar, and these are item number 3A and item number 3B are hereby approved. I'll wait for support staff to show that on the consent calendar, on the, on the screen. Thank you, support staff. We will now move to, the consent calendar items are now closed and we will now move to public hearing. Uh, there is one item under the public hearing, which is item number 4A. This is TR23-315. It's a live tree removal permit for the removal of one ordinance size coast redwood tree approximately 158 inches in circumference at a single family residential property located at 1476 Cherry Avenue within the city's council district six. This item was deferred from a couple of weeks ago. Staff recommendation is to consider the exemption in accordance with CEQA and approve a live tree permit. Uh, project manager listed is Jason Lee, whom we spoke with earlier. Jason, uh, would you like to make a few remarks on this? Yes, I, good morning again, hearing officer. I will um, give an update on the file, basically on everything that happened since January 10th. Um, so the hearing was previously deferred at director's hearing on January 10th, when the hearing officer requested that an arborist report from a third party be obtained and that the city arborist team evaluate the arborist reports. A second arborist report from W.M. Smith of Moki Smith Arborist was obtained by the applicant and submitted to the city this Monday, January 22nd. This arborist report includes similar findings to the first arborist report by Urban Tree Management, and it states that there will be impacts to the critical root zone of the tree due to soil compaction harming the health of the root system. Additionally, this arborist report cites mechanical damage to the trunk, compacted soil, 
and small space for small space for root growth, which will lead to the imminent decline of the tree and a substantial threat to nearby structures and individuals and thereby recommends removal of the tree. The city forester, Sarah Davis, reviewed the two arborist reports and also inspected the tree at the property on Tuesday, January 23rd, and made a report which was submitted to the director. In summary, the city forester disagrees with certain elements of the arborist reports, including the calculation of the critical root zone, that construction activity within a certain area of a redwood tree will cause irreparable damage to the tree. She especially notes that redwoods have a fibrous root system which can tolerate more construction than other species and that this tree is in a grouping of redwoods whose roots are intertwined and work as an extended support system. Additionally, she notes that neither report has offered any solutions or actions to correct the items stated in the report and that certain techniques can be used to improve the chances of long-term survival of the tree. Um, as these comments were received yesterday, staff did not have enough time to update, uh, you know, the recommendation. Um, so at this time, staff is recommending denial of this project based on yesterday's city forester report to the director. Staff notes that due to the previously mentioned constraints, uh, no replacement permit has been drafted and that regardless of the decision made by the director today, a new permit will be drafted with the new information. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. And uh, we did hear from the applicants before, but I know, so they, I, know, I know they are here. Does the applicant wish to make any remark or say anything regarding the projects or the application? Yes, I do. This is Craig Rogers. Um, I think Sarah, the city arborist, um, is not familiar enough with the property to address, we have an ADU above our garage. So the, we do have additional parking that is required. We cannot back out of the garage. When we sell this $5 million home to drive back down the driveway and the tree is in the way of doing that, as well as having additional parking for someone else on the property that will be habitating the ADU. That's the problem. Thank you, Mr. Rogers. Do you have any additional comments? No. Thank you, Mr. Rogers. Uh, at this point, I just wanted to check whether there are any commenting parties in the audience that wish to speak on this item. So post staff, do we have anyone in the audience that has contacted you or that wishes to speak? We do have one raised hand. Um, Carolyn Cox, go ahead and mute your device. I think I'm unmuted. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Yes, we can, Karen. Okay, so everyone in Willow Glen, most of the homes have an ADU or a parking structure or garage that is pretty far down the driveway. I used to actually back a very large boat down the driveway. It is not uncommon for these homes to have to back down a very large driveway. And so I think your argument, Craig, on removing the tree to accommodate additional parking is unrealistic. People can park on the driveway itself or in the garage itself and then back down like most uh, homeowners in Willow Glen, even with a $5 million home. I think that we should listen to the city arborist 
that was the action from two weeks ago and that if the city arborist is recommending that the tree does not need to come out, I think we need to look at that. I actually have uh, drone photos from the street that show that this is not in the building uh, permit or the building envelope area. And I think it's quite interesting that the original plans that were submitted showed the tree in a different location in order to get the permit approved for the building. And then suddenly the tree moved locations, which is pretty hard to do, uh, or to misplace a 158 inch circumference tree and to have it in a different location. I, um, I think the city really needs to consider that, uh, you know, this is absolutely ridiculous and that the arguments are that we really need to consider the city arborists and what they have to say about this. And I would recommend that some of my fellow neighbors speak up now as well. Thank you. Quick question, Caroline. Do, do Have you submitted those uh, drone pictures that you have to staff? I have not. Uh, I got them last week or I got them late last week and I'm actually in Las Vegas right now at a sales kickoff, but I could submit them. Um, I have one from the neighbor who is uh, who allowed me to take the drone footage right next door. And then I have the one from the street, which is also legal. I could actually forward the email now if uh, if that would help. Thank, thank you. If you're able to do so, fine. If you're not, that's also fine. Uh, support staff, do we have any additional commenting parties? Uh, yes, we have a few raised hands. Karen, um, go ahead and unmute your device. And after Karen, if you can continue calling. Uh, this is, yeah, this is Karen Roshline. Um, I'm a neighbor down the street. I just echo Carolyn's comments. Uh, the property was bought with the tree on it. So now that we're saying that we have all these issues with the tree is... It's just concerning to me. Um, I feel that we should have, Craig should have worked around the tree and not just assume that the tree was going to come out. Uh, we have a lot of trees in Willow Glen, and if we just allow property uh, buildings <clears throat> construction to remove them, it's going to, it's going to be, I just, I'm trying to save the trees. So I have a property, um, four and a half million dollar property, and I back out of my driveway. I can't turn around in it either, um, and I, I get around it just fine. So anyway, I just echo Carolyn's comments and I'd like to find a way to keep the tree. Thank you, Ms. Karen. Support staff, next speaker, please. Rebecca, you are unmuted. Good morning. Can Good you hear me? Yes, yes, we, we can. can. Hey, thanks. I'm a neighbor and I see the tree every day. So I wanted to point out that this is a beautiful giant coastal redwood tree. It's approximately five stories tall, and it's at least 60 years old. So Mr. Rogers knew the tree was there when he bought that lot. The fact that he didn't file for a tree removal permit until after he submitted his building plans appears as if he's trying to get around the permit process. Even after he was noticed that there would be a public hearing, he went ahead and he poured his foundation and he began framing the houses. So by the time of the hearing, it was too late to amend the footprint of the foundation. He never intended to keep the tree. We need to revisit this tree removal permit process, and we need to get these amazing giant redwood trees on the heritage tree list. So I propose we do not grant the tree removal permit for this tree. Instead, I suggest the city take a wait and see approach and focus on keeping the tree instead of killing it. Thank you, Rebecca. Next speaker, please. 
Martha? Yes, hi. Can you hi. hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Go ahead. Um, I'm a neighbor down the street, and I'm also in favor of saving this tree. The San Jose Spotlight published an article a year ago reporting on the loss of canopy coverage in San Jose, in large part due to development. And this article went on to show that a third of tree removal permits had mistakes that led to problems re replanting and so on. I agree with everybody, all the neighbors that have spoken up and said, it's hard to miss this tree. And so clearly the developer doesn't, did not plan around the tree. This is an old tree. It can't be replaced. It absorbs up to 48 pounds of CO2 a year, according to the Arbor Day Foundation. And in the course of its lifetime, if it's allowed to live a long life, as redwoods do, it has the ability to remove five tons of CO2 from our atmosphere. I think that this just shows we have a broken tree policy still, and that developers are engaging in shenanigans to get around the permit process and capriciously cutting down beautiful trees. Thank you. Suppose that I do not see any additional hands from the public. Oh, there is one. Uh, can you please unmute them? Yes, Sharon, you are unmuted. Go ahead and unmute your device. Hi, my name is Sharon Maythog. I'm also a neighbor and I I don't have as uh, eloquent of, uh, information to share, but I do just want to echo my neighbor's comments and also say I back around a redwood on my driveway every day. And one of the things that's wonderful about Willow Glen is we have these beautiful hawks in the neighborhood and they use those tall trees to go from spot to spot. And the, the fewer we have, the more we're going to lose those hawks. And I, I just, yeah, that's it. Thanks. Thank you, Sharon. Supposed to have, do we have any additional speakers from the public? We do not have any more raised hands, no. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to close the public hearing now. So the public hearing is closed and I'll go back to staff. And at this time, uh, Jason, I believe the city's expert on trees, who is the arborist, is uh, present. Uh, is that correct? And if so, can we hear from her? That's correct. City, uh, The city forester, Sarah Davis, is present. Thank you. And Sarah... Uh, thank you for being here. We just wanted to, uh, as this was deferred, we requested for additional information for your thorough review and uh, expert opinion to uh, staff on this. If you could please take us through your review, what you did, whether you visited the site, and uh, what your conclusions or recommendations are, that will be very, very helpful in the decision making for this. Yeah, sure. Thank you for having me. I visited the site yesterday morning. Um, the house was being framed and it had recently rained. So there was quite a bit of uh, standing water. So I wasn't actually able to get directly in contact with the tree. So I performed a visual inspection from roughly 15 feet away, um, as well as from the street, which is typical. The foliage is healthy. There's new growth. 
Um, the tree is typical to the other redwoods that are in the area. That means within like about a, a five lot area. Um, there were no giant red flags about the tree. There was no fungal fruiting bodies. There was no evidence of insect damage. Um, there is mechanical damage to the trunk. Um, the tree had been struck by something. Um, however, the tissues that keep the tree alive had not been compromised. Um, only the exterior bark seemed to be damaged. Um, red, in my experience, having worked for three years on the Monterey Peninsula with a population of redwoods adjacent to construction, redwoods are very resist resilient to construction because of their very fibrous root system. So typically you think of a tree as kind of have a scaffolding underground with large roots that support the tree. Um, redwoods are different than that. Um, they have a more like a mat that's of roots that is very extensive. Um, and they also intertwine with um, neighboring redwoods root systems. And there's a, another uh, grouping of redwoods on the adjacent property, even though those redwoods are what is perceived as a considerable distance away, it is very realistic to assume that those roots are intertwined together. Um, based on visual inspection, there is quite um, a large area of soil that has not been disturbed in terms of excavation. Um, understanding that there is a proposed driveway, uh, I think it is very reasonable to retain the tree at this time. And based on existing tree policies, um, it is inconsistent with those policies to allow the tree to be removed um, because of parking and driveway issues. Thank you very much, Sarah. One quick question for you, uh, which is up there. So definitely the trees can be saved with certain techniques, correct? Correct. Um, the Any soil that is compacted can be re-aerated and loosened using um, pneumatic excavation tools um, and, and various other techniques to finish the building if necessary. The footprints of the buildings are already down. The footings have already been poured. So um, changes to the building footprints themselves, I don't believe at this time would, would be necessary. Um, as well as I, on the plans, I did not find that the um, the material for the driveway, if the driveway was to be dry set pervious pavers, um, that would continue on to preserve the root zone of the tree. A, a poured in place slab um, could be a little bit of a hindrance, but again, it, it's not fully that detrimental to this type of root system. Thank you very much once again, Sarah. Do we have any additional remarks or comments from staff? Jason or supervising planner or the division manager? Okay. Thank you. At this point, I also would like to check with Mr. 
Rogers, if he has anything to uh, add to this, and uh, he'll have five minutes to do so. I do just a couple of points. Um, for the previous neighbor who said that I did not file for a, a, a planning tree removal permit, that is false. I filed for my tree removal permit before even submitting my building permit plans. And that's a fact. I also got my building permit before the tree application got handled, which the planning department dropped the ball on this project with the tree removal permit. I was in far earlier than my building permit. My house is set on the setback required by this building department. And that's all I have to add. So I did file for the permit before my building permit, wherever this lady said that I did not. Yep. The plan, the planning department dropped the ball on this whole deal or other accommodations could have been made. I was given the building permit and I proceeded with my house. Thank you. So yeah, I I believe I do have enough information here to uh, make a decision. Uh, so a couple of points here. Uh, when this first came to hearing, uh, I want to reiterate and make it clear that there is no intention to delay this project or this application in any way. When there are inconsistencies, staff has to do a very thorough and adequate analysis, research to make sure that all information that will assist in decision-making, this is called informed decision-making, is available. And that is exactly what staff did. And that is exactly what every professional is required to do. So there hasn't been any intention to delay. Uh, the information that came afterwards, you know, it's all part of this record. Staff has done exactly what they are supposed to do, um, and rightfully so. Uh, secondly, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the two different uh, plan sets that were submitted showing different locations of the tree. Uh, that, if it's a mistake, if it's an oversight, whatever is very troubling. So that is also part of the record. Uh, I believe that whether a, a building permit was filed before this or that is irrelevant at this point, what is very, very relevant is we wouldn't be here if the correction has been done, showing the exact location of the tree. Third and most importantly is expert opinion. Uh, the planners who are working on this are no experts, but they know what the process is. And exactly, the city has an expert in-house. We did, we required and requested for additional analysis, which was done. And anytime there is uh, expert analysis or professional analysis, we do have experts in-house who review this. And we have an expert who has reviewed this and come to a different conclusion. And as we all had our city expert, there are ways to basically retain and preserve the street. So on the note of the points that I have made, this application is denied. And I just would also like to note to Mr. Rogers that this denial is appealable. And so if you wish to appeal, there are processes to do so, and you can contact the project manager. So on that note, uh, item number 4ATR23-315 is hereby denied, and I will 
Thank you, Soposta, for showing that. Uh, we'll move on to the next, which is everybody's fav favorite adjournment. This concludes the planning director hearing for January 24th, 2024. Thank you very much all for coming and please be safe out there. Thanks again.